This essay was written on January 19, 2017, the day before my surgery, and it is the last in a series of 20 essays called Diagnose Mortal. Make haste to your funeral. We'll hoist a hand becalmed upon a troubled sea. Make haste to your funeral, cries the Valkyrie. We'll hoist a hand or drown amidst this stormy sea. Here lies a coffin, cries the cemetery. It calls to me. And all for nothing quite in vain was hope forever tossed. No thoughts explained, no moments gained, no hope forever lost. One moment's space, one moment's final fall from grace. Burnt by fire, blind in sight, lost in ire. That's a lyric from Wreck of the Hesperus by Procol Harum. Navigating this last 20 days has been a delightful challenge. In looking over my notes from last summer's Die Wise workshop with Jenkinson last night, I was reminded that imagining the last week of life was one of the exercises we were asked to consider doing. I had forgotten about that, or at least part of me had. This was assigned more or less to keep us on task so we did not get too sidetracked by the sheer beauty of our surroundings, I suspect, because there was no more mention of our assignment later. Perhaps this series of essays was a bit of what he was getting at in imagining death as a companion in daily living. Surprisingly, this series of writings took me to unforeseen places, I didn't expect so much of my personal life to surface, but now that I think about it, if death were indeed my co-pilot, the things unmapped and vitally personal would be relevant to explore. It is frustrating to me that so much of my life was consumed by mental turmoil and emotional trauma, but this is my story and my life and the times. I'm not sad about it. I'm not proud either. I just wonder about it. What a mystery it is, how things play out. Now here I am in the second decade of the 21st century, writing about things and releasing them into a cyber sea for reasons incomprehensible. Death makes everything acutely personal. In a death-phobic culture, where we indulge in so much superficial idolatry for comfort, we do so at a deep cost. To be comfortable, we must constantly forfeit that which will bring us the most satisfaction. Death keeps us on edge when we crave comfort. But the edge, that is where our life is. The mystery of life and the education of ourselves for each other and for our ancestors, that is our work in the world. It is not a comfortable place. And it is the only place to be if you are all in. I thought a bit this morning about the things I would miss if I died tomorrow. How mundane they are. I will miss looking forward to my cup of coffee in the morning 
the scent of it, the first sip of it. All of my senses will be missed, especially being enveloped in the sound of music as it courses through my body. I will miss slipping into clean sheets in bed after a refreshing shower. I will miss the calm of watching the fire dance in the hearth and the way the wind tosses the trees about in their secret conversations. I will miss how my sons frame me alive in their thoughts, and how the small, hard-toned arms of my granddaughter wraps around the back of my neck as I lift her for a hug, her warm, sweet breath upon my cheek. I will miss the way the earth's forests, ocean, and desert all give off the scent of the world to me so willingly and joyfully. I will miss the blessed release of orgasm, and I will miss weather, the loving it and the cursing it, and driving my car, that huge, nasty, polluting thing that enslaves me, and very much I will miss the pool. How when I enter and lean into the water, how it cradles me as my toe lifts off the scabrous bottom, to let it carry me as I glide and roll forward. Oh, I will miss that sensation. Oddly, what moves me emotionally the most in this minute before I go under the knife is that glance I've had a million times in my life of seeing myself drifting by the only mirror in my house in the bathroom as I head to the loo and catching a glimpse of myself, perhaps smiling lost in a happy thought, or a resting bitch face quickly lifted for appearances, or in shock to see how I've aged, or let myself go while brushing my teeth. All in a nanosecond, millions of these private, wordless conversations with myself over the course of my life. Standing on the edge of it, I feel a deep appreciation in the acute beauty of it all. I hope my love remains in this world, that my offspring live wise, and that I'm remembered honestly as they carry life forward. Thank you again for listening and joining me on this little trip. Keep in touch at all the different ways.com. Mm-hmm.